This is A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends, a podcast ministry of Somebody Cares America, being a tangible expression of Christ in a hurting world. Welcome to A Word in Season. Thank you for your continued support through subscribing to this podcast and through your giving to Somebody Cares America. We continue to respond. This month, we helped bring relief supplies and fed hot meals to first responders, volunteers, and those homeowners picking up the pieces after the recent tornado in East Nashville and Middle Tennessee. Now we join with the nations of the world in the fight against COVID-19 by supplying essentials to homes across communities and by supplying medical friends with N95 masks. On today's episode, Doug joins Pastor Steve Riggle at Grace Church in Woodlands, Texas. Did you know God called for the people to quarantine in the Bible? This message, Plagues and Passover, is a word in season. I want to encourage you to share it and to tune in weekly as we continue to navigate the days ahead. God has prepared us to be dispensers of peace in the chaos around us. Be full of hope today and take notes. Doug Stringer's coming to uh, bring a word tonight. I was thinking as I was just standing there on the front row, Doug, that uh, in the last 25 years, there hasn't been a, a uh, disaster or a calamity or some kind of crisis that our city or our nation has gone through that we haven't done ministry together. The Lord has connected our hearts. So it's fitting tonight that you would be here in this prayer meeting, the first prayer meeting, that we do it this way to bring the word of the Lord. Let's welcome Doug as he comes. Although I'm standing here, I feel like I just want to share, as Pastor Steve would, with a father's heart for the congregation and all those that will be watching. But I also have a sense that far more people are watching even online that normally would never even check into church. And I think the Lord has been reminding us of that for quite some time, that God was going to do something so unique that people would begin to, out of curiosity, begin to listen and be drawn to the things of God. And I know in 2010, 10 years ago, uh, just a couple months back, I wrote an article on the whole earth groans with birth pangs. And, and I remember talking about that the church always seems to grow through the most difficult of challenges and difficulties. And when I say church, it starts with us as individuals who are the microcosm of the corporate body. We are a family, the family of Christ. And uh, when I think about even things like the coronavirus or other viruses or pandemics or other kinds of diseases, you know, that really, I, I was processing this because it's an unseen thing. You can't see it, but you see that the results of it. And when people say, well, how can you believe in a God you can't see? You see the fruit of it. We see when difficulties come, the church rallies together and really we grow deeper in the Lord and we have a purpose beyond the circumstance, don't we? And just uh, this past year, a few months back, I was really sensing strongly that God was saying it's time for a planned reset, that God was planning for the church to expand for an harvest. And uh, I began to share that, wrote an article about it, and I just hit, it, hit me again this morning when I was thinking about, wow, God, sometimes we don't get the full dynamic of what you're trying to say until we go through it and we realize God has already been speaking. He speaks to his church. And it's not, it's not by coincidence, I think, that as we're going through this global pandemic, this global concerns, people are overwhelmed and anxious and some fearful. 
that it's an opportunity for the church to share the very message of God's mercy and grace and purpose beyond the circumstance. And it's also interesting that we have some biblical promises and scriptural examples of how God has done that. It's not, nothing new in the sense, yes, it might be called uh, COVID-19 and, and there's been con- cor- uh, coronavirus before, different versions and SARS and, and bird flus and everything else. We've seen disease and crises around the world. But we look historically even back to the days of Exodus 12 and we see that God already had a place of escape from the plagues of the day. And, and we look throughout history, the bubonic plague and other great plagues and, and cholera, the disease where millions around the world were affected. And yet when leaders called God's people to pray and then the heads of nations and in our nation throughout history called the nation to pray, within just uh, weeks of those prayers and national calls to prayer, we saw things change. I believe it's not coincidental that regardless of what you think of this current president or other presidents, but when any leader of a nation calls us to humbly call upon the living God to pray, there's something of his authority or her authority that then is under the covering of the authority of all kingdoms and releases God's hand upon a city, a state, a nation, or the nations of the world. And I I believe that's what's happening right now, that we're joining in in a corporate desperation upon God, who is the only one that can bring salvation, healing, liberation, and deliverance. And so, as I was even processing about God's planned reset, here we are with all these uncertainties around us, and yet the one thing we have is a common, tethered direction is those who call upon the name of the Lord that we have a promise beyond whatever we go through. And we have the precedence of the past. I just want to touch base just briefly on some things I think are important for us to remember. And that is that remembering God, the three things I believe God the Father wants to remind us of, no matter what we go through, and in this current global crisis, is remember his promises. So that we can walk in his peace, keep perspective, and know that we have a purpose beyond what we're going through. And one of the things I kept sharing with, in articles and other things in the last year was that we need to make sure that we fix our gaze on the Lord. Because whatever we're about to go through, I felt that we need to make sure that we stay close on fixing our gaze on the giver of life. And also, as God began to speak, and I shared right here in this congregation uh, in the last few months that I woke up one morning and I heard the word Zoe. And I know the proper word is Zoe, but many of us use the word Zoe, so I I heard it that way and I began to seek the Lord. What are you saying, God? And I really felt like the Lord was saying it's a season to get back into remembering my divine presence. In Genesis and Revelation, we see over and over Zoe, meaning God's divine presence, God's divinity. We see the tree of life. That's the, the Zoe life. We see in Revelation, the tree of life is the Zoe life. It's the place we know that we are connected to the creator of the heavens and the earth, the divine presence of God. And then we also see in the New Testament, when Jesus says, I've given you life and life more abundantly, that's the Zoe life, that place of God's divine presence. I've given you the God life. I've given you my divinity, my presence. And if we can hold on to that, no matter what we're going through, we can remember his promises, keep a perspective, and keep a place of peace that comes from only him, that surpasses our human comprehension. And that we recognize through it all, we have a purpose 
even through the crisis that the world may be going through and the things we've been praying for. We've been praying for awakening, praying for revival. It's here. It's just that we have to reset a little bit on what our perspectives, our, pers our, our priorities are and getting back to recognizing we need one another more than ever before and we need to be aligned with God in, in greater ways than before. I believe, I've already seen testimonies, people calling me, talking to people. I know Pastor and myself and others are on daily calls and conference calls, national calls from with the White House briefings to, uh, to state briefings to the CDC briefings. And we're trying to keep up on the natural side, but we know that the true answer is still in the hope of glory, Christ in us. And we know that though we can't see this coronavirus or COVID-19, that God sees it, God can take care of it, when we align ourselves with him and set our priorities straight. So I was thinking about this, that, that as we have the, the Zoe life and recognize to get back into his word so we know how to speak the Zoe life, to speak the life of God into our families, into our situations by speaking God's word. This is the year of the Bible. Many leaders around the world are calling this the year of the Bible, 2020. That's not coincidence with God, that God had already called leaders to declare 2020 is the year of the Bible. Why? We need to get tethered back to his word to know the living word so we have his authority when we speak his Zoe life, the divine life of God, the divinity of God. And there's nothing with God that can't be done when his word goes forth that doesn't come back void if we're speaking his word. But we have to know his word to speak his word. And then the other is that we have to make sure that in the midst of all the noise, that, and, and yes, we want to be cognizant and listen to the news, but with all the opinions and noise, we need to fix our gaze on the Lord and to pull down every vain imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God or his truths. And one of the things I really sense, and I shared here a few months ago, is that I really sense it's an important time. We need, for God's wisdom that he gave Solomon, we need the wisdom of Solomon, and we need to re-engage to re in the gift of discernment. Because there's a whole lot of things being spun out there that we need to be able to discern who really cares about our nation, who cares about the people, versus those who are trying to capitalize on the misfortunes of people. We've seen some of that already, haven't we? But as I was looking at Exodus chapter 12, we see initially that Moses and Aaron speaking to Pharaoh and said, let my people go, and, and he kept neglecting. After all the plagues came, and finally the final plague was this, this plague of death came across Egypt. And here's what God said to his people. He said, I want you to take the blood of a spring lamb, a, a fresh lamb, and I want you to take and sacrifice it, and then I want you to cook it and eat it all, but I want you to take the blood of that lamb and put it on the lintel or the doorpost of your home and on the sides of, of the doors. And when you, if you've ever put wet paint or liquid on, it kind of drips down. You can almost get a visual of how that looks. But he's saying, look, it's basically God saying, it's time to separate yourself from the world, and it's time to have a voluntary, simple obedience to God by warning, self-quarantine. To take this time of reset and realize that your deliverer is the Lord. And so they took the lamb and they put the blood on, uh, on the doorposts, on the lintel, on the sides of the doorposts. And as the spirit of the plague came across, God's people was protected when they stayed under the covering. We see in Psalm 91 that we abide under the shadow of the Almighty. It's that place of peace and protection when we're under the covering of the Lord. And then it says all these things can happen, including uh, viruses 
including all these kinds of diseases and plagues, but yet when you're under the shadow of the Almighty, there comes a supernatural peace in the midst of what we may be going through. So God's plan reset for me is saying, okay, if we're not supposed to do, and the, and the, the government is telling us and the president is telling us to, to not be out and, and going to nightclubs, which I don't do anyway, or going into large venues, then it's not a time to worry. It's a time to say, okay, it's an opportunity for me to get back in God's word and to be under that kind of a voluntary self-quarantine in the Lord. Don't just sit there and just watch the news all day and get more anxious. Listen to the news, turn it off, and get in the Word. Listen to the Bible. Listen to the Word. Get the Word in you. It's time to reset because God is about to do something, I believe, in an accelerated way. And so one of the things we did in our home is looking at those scriptures like in, in Exodus 12. And I said, you know what we're going to do? On behalf, we're going to pray. We did this on Facebook Live and others. I've done this on other uh, national conference calls. But I said, what I want to do is symbolically, because the Passover comes up April 8th this year. And of course, Easter weekend, that following weekend. It's really a type of, to us of remembering the Passover of the plague that came across Egypt and protected God's people in Exodus 12. But it's a perpetual thing for them to remember. But it's also for us to remember what happened on Good Friday and the Passover season before Jesus was crucified and then resurrected from the dead. And the scripture says, Paul says that he is the Passover lamb. Revelation says he is the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the world. We see that he is, the, he is our Passover. He is the lamb that was slain. He's the covering of the blood that was shed, that we are under his covering. We have his grace and his mercy and his protection. And if we recognize that, then we need to get back to getting our minds, fixing our gaze on God's word, fixing our gaze on him to remember what he can do in Exodus 12. He has proven to us 2,000 years ago on the work of the cross, power, the resurrection, and what he can do through any kind of pandemic or any other kind of crisis. And the earth is groaning, isn't it? We saw earthquakes in unprecedented ways in Utah today. We see all these things accelerating. It's not, it's not something that's caught God by surprise. He's been getting the church ready so in the midst of whatever takes place, we can bring God's mercy and his grace in the midst of people that are overwhelmed by sorrow and anxiety and stress. So I believe that that's something that we were going to do in our home. We decided to take communion as a family every day. And uh, we take our little communion cups. And I said, just like in Exodus 12, what I want to do is I'm going to take anointing oil and I'm going to anoint every doorpost, our front door, back door, balcony doors. We're going to do that, not because I'm trying to get weird. I'm just trying to do it so I remember God's promises. And as a family, put our focus on him and not on the circumstance. And then after we did that, we took communion together to remind us of the communion of, of the bloodshed of Christ and what he's done for us as the promises, the sacrificial lamb for us, the lamb of God, the perfect lamb without spot or blemish that was crucified for us and raised from the dead, shed his blood that we might be saved, healed, liberated, and delivered. And so we do that. So I would encourage everybody that's, that's at home right now, uh, if you see it live or if you see it later, would you just take time? Maybe just to symbolically go, just touch your doorpost or put oil on it and then go in and take communion with your family as a way to remember that God gave deliverance when a plague came over Egypt and protected God's people, Israel, and that God, 2,000 years ago, through his perfect sacrifice, through the son of his love, Jesus Christ, our Passover lamb for Christians, that it's a promise to us that we're under the blood, we're under the covering, we're under protection, we're under the abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. 
And you know, you have a lot of atheists and stuff who say they can't believe in God because they can't see him, but, but uh, obviously they believe that there's a virus going around. So I believe it's an opportunity for us as the church to say, just because you can't see, you can see the fruit of. And we see the fruit of the kingdom of God and the fruit of the gospel in, in times like now. I've been talking to people about people coming to Christ, people coming home to Christ. There are people watching right now who recognize it's time to come home. It's time to get right with the Lord. It's time to get right with relationships. It's time to get right with the Lord and with one another. Numbers chapter 16, as I looked at an article I wrote 20-something years ago, and then again we released a couple of years ago. But in number 16, it talks about the plague that came across Israel again. And it came out first because of rebellion. When God had let the people go from Egypt, and they went into the desert, they began to murmur and complain. And Korah and 250 other leaders began to rebel and began to have pride get in the way, and they began to confront Moses and Aaron. And Moses said, let's take the censers, each 250 of you leaders, take the censers which and put incense on it, representing intercession and prayer, and stand at the tabernacle of the Lord. And the earth swallowed them up because, see, you can have a lot of prayer, but if you don't walk under covering and obedience, then it doesn't matter without being first aligned with the right spirit and heart. And a rebellion opens up other things. And even after that, the people came back and began to murmur against Moses and Aaron. And Moses then again uh, was talking to the people. He got frustrated and talked to the people. And God says, get away from them. And this plague began to destroy over 14,000 people. And when this was happening, instead of Moses saying, well, they got what they deserved, no, what he did was the mercy of God through Moses at that moment. He said, Aaron, quickly, grab your censer. Grab your, your censer and, and put the flame on it. Put the incense on it, representing intercession to God. And go stand between those who have already died or been affected and those who are living to stop the plague. And tonight, I, I believe that what we're to do is to recognize First, our own hearts and understanding the power of the gospel and that we have a hope beyond our circumstance, that we can speak the Zoe life, we can speak the divine life of God. And just like in Ezekiel 37 in Acts 20, it says that there's another word that comes from the same root word that means the breath of God, which is the Zao. So Zoe is the divine life of God that we have the authority from, but then we also now have his authority to speak the breath of God into situations to speak over our families, to speak over our situation, speak over our lives, speak over our jobs, speak over what's happening right now. And just like that, I want us to be like Moses and Aaron who stand between those who've been affected and the living and to see this plague stopped. But it starts with our own hearts saying, God, if there be any pride or rebellion or issues in my own life, God, I want to get right with you. I want to be unrestricted. I want to be under your covering by obedience to you and your word, character, nature, and spirit. And as I get back to remembering who the Passover lamb is in my life, that Jesus, you are my savior, healer, liberator, and deliverer. As I do that and get right with you and have my right relation with you and with others, then God, I have an authority because I'm connected to the Zoe of God, the divine life of God, that now I can speak the authority of Ezekiel, uh, Ezekiel 37, which is when the dry bones were all rattling together. And God says, prophesy to the dry bones, the Zao, which means the breath of God into them. We can begin to speak life back into situations. We can speak mercy and life back into where we are. We can see the plague stop. 
if God's people would be in agreement, get past all the differences we have, get back in alignment with God, get back in the right spirit and heart, understanding the perspective of the Lord, the vantage point of being on the rock higher than us, and to get in that place of recognize we have a purpose at this moment to bring hope in the midst of despair. And then when we speak Zao, just like in Acts 20, Eutychus on the third floor falls to his death. He was around the word of God, but he went into a deep sleep. Paul goes down and, and he speaks the Zao over him, the breath of God. Goes back and continues an all-night Bible study. And people were astonished it would just happen. But again, Ezekiel 37 and Acts 20, it was the Zao, the breath of God, the authority that comes that when we walk in the Zoe, the divine life of God, that we have as authority commissioning and anointing from God to be able to speak into situations and corporately stand between the affected by coronavirus and those who are living and see this plague stopped. Government can only do so much. But the one by which all governments must lean on the Lord Jesus Christ himself has an authority when God's people recognize that God's intention is to speak to and through his church, give us manifold wisdom and authority to be able to speak into these situations. And that's where we are. Don't be distracted by all the noise and all the political divisiveness. Don't listen to all those things. Those are things we are cognizant of and we recognize, but let's get back to what we know is true. Become tethered with the Lord, deeper in consecration, Fix our eyes on the Lord. Keep our gaze fixed on him. Keep our perspective so we have his peace and we also have his purpose with an authority and his anointing to speak into these situations. But I do want to encourage you at home. Would you take communion tonight and anoint your doors? If you're not having to go to school or work, get back into a voluntary, personal quarantine with God. Get his word in you. Because what's about to happen is an opportunity for the world to see the church shine. And I believe we're going to see the visions that God's given to so many of us that people out of curiosity begin to come into the church. We need to be ready for them. Amen? Amen. Take communion at home. But I want to start off in a prayer and then have Pastor Steve lead us as the Lord is, Holy Spirit's leading him. But those that are here with me and those that are watching, if you're right there, would you just stand with me? And I want you to symbolically... Take your hand before heaven as that censer before God, knowing that we have the, the aroma, the incense of God is the intercession of God. That our hands going before heaven is like the censer going before the Lord and standing at the tabernacle of the Lord. And like Moses and Aaron, jumping into the situation, begin to cry out mercy. First ask God to do a work in you if there's pride or rebellion. Then let that go beyond that. Move, at, move on to that place that God's calling you to walk in his authority and begin to lift up intercession and just say, mercy, Lord. Say with me, mercy, Lord. Again, mercy, Lord. And as we stand between the affected, the dead, and the living God, we declare right now, you can stop the plague. So say with me, stop the plague. Stop the plague. We speak life. We speak life. The breath of God into people's lives. God, would you come with your mercy? God, come. Lord, we ask you for your presence, God, to do what only you can do. Right now, Lord, we need you, oh God. We speak life. We speak life. We speak life. And we take the authority to declare the Zion, the breath of God, in the 
situations in people's lives. Stop the plague, oh God. Have mercy, oh God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I hope you took notes today as we looked at promises through scriptural examples of how God has always had a plan of escape in times of peril. We encourage you to take communion as a family and to apply the covering of the Lord to your homes by putting your faith and trust in Jesus. If you need prayer, you can email us at prayer at somebodycares.org or you can call our Somebody Cares America prayer line at 855-459-2273. Doug has been sharing encouraging messages and updates via Facebook Live. You can find us on Facebook by searching Somebody Cares America. And you can sign up for email updates at somebodycares.org. We hope you enjoyed this episode of A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends and ask you to prayerfully consider supporting the ministry at somebodycares.org or by texting your donation amount to 805-422-7348. Please join us again for A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends.